0: Hello, and thank you for tuning into the Young and Anointed podcast. This is a place for deep conversations about mindset, stewardship, and the development of a relentless pursuit of your passions. This podcast is a Sky Media production, and we hope that you enjoy the show. Thank you. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. My name is Martel Fletcher.
1: <laughs> good morning, good morning, good morning. My name is Karen Hubbard, otherwise known as Queen K. I'm so glad you're here today. Take it away, Matteo. I'm excited for this topic. <laughs> <laughs> so as we do,
0: um, today is the Young and the podcast, episode number 23, Mind Over Matter. Mm, uh-oh. All right, so the topic of discussion today, we wanna go, we wanna break down a couple of things uh exposure awareness and we're going to talk a little bit about the law of attraction okay we want to really want to break that down so of course let's go ahead and get right into it first things first I want to talk about exposure and awareness I don't think people really understand uh the power of this thing and how and the role that it plays in a person's life it's like we have our minds Our minds are so deep. Our minds do so much. And when we don't really really pay attention to it, study it, when we don't really uh, use it to its uh, its potential, um, we limit ourselves. And then we end up doing things that are a lot less or a lot below our ability. So, exposure what role would you say that plays in a person's life a person's um aspirations and uh how does that really shape a person's outcome
1: Mm. i think um when i was first kind of thinking about this topic i thought within the context of like engineering for example um i am a double minority in the sense that like I am a black female in STEM, um, and there are not a lot of black females in STEM. And I was just thinking about, like, okay, in terms of exposure, what I, what I have been able to see myself in this position and being able to affirm not only affirm that I have um, the ability to, like, you know, be in this really really rigorous field of study, um, but be able to survive. And that's two different things. You can say you want to do something, but surviving based on the grit that you've been exposed to and the opportunities you've been introduced to is something completely different. Um, the role that I would say it plays, man, it really, it really is everything. And at first, like when I was first thinking about this topic, I was like, eh, like, I don't really know. But then I was thinking about like, you know, why do people underperform? Why do people not shoot for the moon? Why do people, excuse me, why do people continue to limit themselves? It's because they've never been shown higher. And you can say that mm-hmm. in the sense of like academics, jobs, relationships, any, any aspiration that you can reach for or grow towards, um, exposure plays a role in. There was a second part of your question. You said like how it plays a role in your life. And then there was something else.
0: And um, the outcome, the outcomes.
1: That one was really tough for me. I've been thinking on that <laughs> for like the past mm-hmm. twenty-four hours. Um, because what, what actually gets you results? So, like, you can be exposed to something all you want, but it's up to you to transform it into a journey, into a goal, into something that you can shoot for. Um, you can have exposure, but lack vision too. So, I feel like exposure is just kind of like a check mark. That kind of like helps you get there. But when I was thinking about this, I was like, okay, like what helps somebody achieve something? It's it's exposure, it's grit, it's vision, it's stick to it this, it's um there's um initiative, like there's a lot of things. So I feel like exposure, exposure is an, an attribute of it, but not the entire thing. But exposure, I wanna say exposure is like the catalyst that gets you started too, because like you can never and I struggle with this for a long time, but like you can kind of never see yourself doing something if you've never been introduced to that. you know the brain mm-hmm. the brain doesn't come up with things, something new it 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 uses prior inspiration um from somewhere, and like just like for example, in our dreams, like we may be thinking that we're dreaming of new stuff, but actually, your brain is using things that, like it already has and just creating the reality. And (laughs) based off things you've already seen, it's just kind of like a circle of of invention, but it's based on exposure, you know?
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So, look, I want to talk about I'm going to give my two cents on it and then we're going to have we're going to circle back to what you said about exposure, but lack of vision. Um, When I was thinking about exposure. I, and I, see, this is something that I've been th- thinking about for a really long time, because I feel like I've been exposed to a lot of different things, which has allowed me to think. Uh, it has allowed me to aim higher because it's more normal. It's more normal. It's been made normal to me. So, like, when I think of exposure, I think of the comparison between the kid who's been raised in a suburban area where. Uh, everybody's like middle class and higher versus the inner city kid who is the the most successful person is at the end of the block. And the most successful person is the person who's selling drugs on that corner. Um, But he also drives the nicest car. He wears the nicest clothes. He's got the most uh, income that he can just do whatever he wants with. So I would say the there, those two kids, those two kids, one that was in the suburb, the, in the suburbs and the other one that's uh, in, in, the, in the inner city, um, they're exposed to two different things. Um, they both want to do great things, but that, that exposure is what limits them. and let me break that down. So like if I'm the kid in the inner city and um, the most successful person is the one who drives the nicest car, but he's selling drugs to do it, I'm thinking, oh man because that's the highest that's the that's the pinnacle of success here nobody else is doing what that man is doing i'm thinking okay so maybe that's the route maybe that's the route that i need to take to you know be successful financially um because i'm limited i can see stuff on tv all day i could see you know a commercial from microsoft or i can see a documentary on how successful steve jobs was but that's them that's not real. That's not real life for me. So like people who look like me, this is what we do. And this is what success looks like here. So you talk. you talked a little bit about the uh, people who shoot for the moon. I, there's the analogy that goes, you know, if you shoot for the moon, um, maybe if you miss, you'll end up among the stars. Yeah. That's how it goes. Yep. Shoot. Right.
1: Even if, even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. Yep. That's it.
0: But you're limited in that as well. Cause the moon you say, say the moon is for the still sticking with this kid in the inner city. The moon could be maybe Jay-Z, right? The moon is Jay-Z. But I've never seen the work ethic that Jay-Z has. I've never, I've never seen or experienced the kind of lifestyle that Jay-Z needed to live to get to where he is. I have no real idea of what it takes to get to that point. But what I do know is how the guy on the corner got the success that he has had. So I can model after the person who's at the street corner and I can try it. I can work just a little bit harder than him. I can do a little bit more than him. I can just do a little bit more research. I can try to do things that are more legal and I might be able to aim higher, but Jay-Z is so far out there and it is so out, so far out of my awareness or exposure that I am still limited. Mm. Now go on the flip side, the kid in the suburbs, right? So like we got got um, doctors, lawyers, we've got principals, we've got, uh, people in the government, we've got business owners, we got people doing things uh, in this area. So like around me, my say my neighbor is a doctor, um, down the street is the lawyer, um, the, the giant house on the corner, that's the big business owner guy who aren't, owns all the chain restaurants over in the area. Um, and I'm in school, like I'm in high school, so I ain't done nothing for myself. But um, at this point, what I can see is just success people doing things. So now I've got more options. I've got different routes that I could take. And because I can see these people, I can see that it's normal to live this kind of lifestyle. We're in the big house already. So it's like, it's not like a far-fetched idea or something that you only see on TV. We live in a big house already. So to me, in my mind, being able to get something like this is not that far-fetched it's not that out of reach. My parents have been able to do it. The guy next door has been able to do it. I live in this neighborhood. My friends have, they they live in houses like this as well. This is normal to us. So me thinking, me believing that I can go do something like this isn't out of the picture, but it might be for the kid who's never even seen anything like it. So like I was, let's let's give a real world example. I was blessed to, um. My first internship was at ELE Wealth Management. So um, I was at, uh, so the first guest on this show ever, Mr. Mr. Ellis Liddell. So I was interning under him and pretty much my whole job was to just shadow him. And so you heard what he said. This dude is a multimillionaire and he's driving, what was his car? He had, he really likes, he really likes the Porsche he was thinking about getting the G-Wagon. He lives in this large home in like the nicest one of the nicest cities in this area and he he he's been he was I was there when he he took out the entire staff to this extremely fancy restaurant. One of those restaurants where you look at the uh the um menu and nothing is below $15, $20. <laughs> and and it's not because it's just a bunch of big portions of great stuff. It's just because we're just fancy like that. And I've seen him be able to take all these people out. He's wearing any any brand that, you know, people think is fancy. He's got it and it's, it's whatever to him. That kind of stuff. I've been exposed to going to Indiana and having friends who their parents have do, do things that are at such a different level that it's just normal to them. It wasn't normal to me. It wasn't normal to me, but it, I got used to it because it was my friend. So like let's go with I have a friend who who who's whose stepdad owns like a bunch of different five guys around the state of Indiana. And so we could go after a basketball game to any five guys uh in that area wherever the basketball game was. If it was an away game, we could go to whatever five guys, google it figure out which one was near, was closest to us. We could go there, make a phone call and get whatever we wanted to eat. There was also like, we went, we would go to hang out with another group where this girl lived in a gosh dang, a mansion, like a real life mansion, (laughs) movie theater in the basement, ginormous pool outside. And so this is stuff that I'm exposed to that make me believe that, okay, this stuff is real this stuff is possible and i've got examples of people who have done it this isn't just stuff that i've seen on tv anymore this isn't stuff that i've just seen in the news these are real people that i've interacted with talked with and i've been able to see what they can produce in real life so my level of belief is at a different spot it's that it's different than i don't i don't i don't need to wrap anything I don't believe that I need to say a single rap word. I don't believe that I need to sell any drugs ever.
1: Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Because
0: I really want to see how people can get there without it. And also the things becoming more normal. I think that's another key part of it because look, and we're going to, we're going to talk about this later, but there there's a huge difference between being able to see yourself uh, doing something and actually believing that you can do it. So it's like I could say, you know, oh, man, I'm going to be a, an astronaut. And then I see I can I can imagine myself in my uniform in the space shuttle, all this good stuff. That's great. That's great. That's great. But do you believe it? Do you really believe it? Do you really believe that you can actually be an astronaut? Completely different things, because I can imagine myself riding a lion. But if I, but if I believe it, there's a different energy. There's a different way I'm talking about it. There's everything about the whole situation in my mind is completely different. So I can believe that I can go live in that big house. I believe that I can go get a boat. I believe that I can give my kids the same freedom that we had before because of that, all that access to uh, resources. I believe it, I believe it. And now you can't convince me that it's not possible because I know it is I've seen it I've touched it I've experienced it
1: I have a question because um yeah so you keep you keep saying normal like you know like you can people are limited by what they feel like is normal um Mm -hmm. I'm as I'm listening I'm really extracting kind of this this balance of like what is normal versus belief so like when you say normal you mean what's normal to society or what's normal to you? But it, because it also feels like a little bit of both. So that's my question.
0: What's normal in the community that you're in? What's normal based on, you know, the people around you? Because just like the the two people, the one, the kid in the inner city, his normal is maybe working at the plant and on the line. That's normal, Mm -hmm. Um, but the normal, for the kid in the suburbs, might be uh, doctor manager level. That's normal to them. Okay. So, like me, so like when you when you try to reach for something, you're not reaching that far above a a, a doctor lawyer, because that's normal. <laughs> if yeah. you say you wanted to be, you know, a big a, a CEO, that's not crazy far. Well, it can be. It ranges. CEOs can be any 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 level, but. If you say you wanted to be, you know, a CEO or you wanted to be a lawyer uh, that serves big higher ticket clients, that's just that's reaching just above what's normal. But if I say if I'm in the inner city and I'm saying that, okay, I want to own my own restaurant, Mm -hmm. that's reaching higher than working at the plant.
1: Okay. Okay. I am. I know that you wanted to move on to a different topic, but I really want to. I really want to dig into this just because um, Martell Fletcher, you are are not normal. And I realized I knew this, but I was really thinking about it last week, just as far as like, you know, your progression and how I've watched you grow. Um, And then like, what, maybe like a week or two ago, probably two weeks ago, um, Martell was here in Westfield um, and every time I see him, he's different as far Hmm. as how he's grown and how he's solidified the things that are in his mind. Um, And I don't know everything that's in your mind, but it's just really interesting to see it play out and watch you just navigate the progression of growth. And like your kind of proliferation of God's kingdom on earth. So I really want to just, just a little bit, just a little bit get into your progression on exposure and how it played a role in what you're doing now, because I don't, Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm trying to remember like, you know, how you were exposed to media, um, but you ended up being really, really good at it and starting your own business. Um, but as far as exposure for you, what role did it play with you? Because I was having a hard time connecting the pieces last week.
0: Exposure for me, um, you know, it's funny. Cause like, you know, I t- like I've said before, I've been to, I've lived in three different states, no. Yeah. One, two, three, four different states lived in four different states. I've been to 14 different schools. So I've been exposed to a lot of different cultures, kinds of people uh, and different income classes. Like we've lived in uh, the heart of Detroit where we got straight. Our house got broken into and then everything uh, that I wanted or that I had for Christmas got stolen we've been there but we've also been in like the fancy neighborhood with the big houses where the family would come over and they would call our house like a baby mansion where we got you know the basket we got the basketball hoop in the driveway we got a huge basement that we call the arcade and i mean the uh the living room you can't touch the ceiling in the living room because it's so high with a ginormous chandelier so I've been able to I've been exposed to this wide range of different things. So and I've seen I've seen like the struggles and I've also seen like the the big successes and also like when you get to when you get because and look, I want to talk about this for a second. My cousins. If You want to know about the difference in exposure, my cousins, a lot of them. Have never left this state other than for some sort of vacation. Um, so they and they've ne- they've only gone to schools that were public schools in uh, lower income areas. So what they've been exposed to, the 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 nor- what's normal for them, is that factory line. They've seen, they, that's, that's what's normal to them. Our family, like half of our family has been employed by Ford at one point or another, literally. And, and it's not, I'm not talking at like office level where they're talking to the Ford family. I'm talking like the line, half. And that was what they were exposed to. So my dad gets a boat and they think it's like the most, like, whoa. <laughs> You know what I mean? This is is crazy. This is is for you guys. You guys are, oh my goodness, you guys do crazy stuff. And that's just, that's what they've been exposed to. But since I've lived in all these other places, I've been around all these different people and I've been able to do all these different things. When you talk about goals, when you talk about aspirations, when you talk about uh, what you want, what you plan to do with your life, our conversations are so different. It's like the the point for me is a global corporation that touches every city on the planet. Um, But the but when I talk to my cousin about something like that, when I talk to my cousin about, oh, man, yeah, I just want to live in just like this ginormous with this ginormous ginormous house where I don't have to do anything. I'm going to go do stuff, but I don't have to do anything. I'm talking like everything is pretty much catered.
1: Wait, I have to interrupt you. Because you said that to me a couple of months ago. You're like, Karen, I want to be so rich. Or I'm doing anything. And I was like, I was like, what do you mean? And you're like, I don't want to do anything. If I want a burger, somebody's going to go get it. Someone needs
0: to go get that burger immediately.
1: But I'm not doing it. And I was like, you know what? Okay, Marco. Okay. I just wanted to share that.
0: Right. I don't. I mean, that's ultimate freedom. I don't want to have to do anything. That would be that's the goal. But like when I talk to my cousin about that, he always pushes. And I was telling my dad about this the other day. He always pushes it off to some and, and, and then labels it as something that you might be able to do or something for you. Because it's so far out of his exposure, so far out of his realm of understanding that. He can't even, he doesn't even see himself in that kind of situation. And his pinnacle is being able to live comfortably in a very maybe middle-class home and maybe have a kid and get married and work the job for 30 years. That is the highest level of success that. He's, he's been able to articulate to me that he's wanted for his life and that's the difference in exposure right there. the fact that he can't even see himself any in any different place than that and it's not like he can, he doesn't it's not like it's not like it's actually unrealistic for him but because he can't see himself in that we just can't actually believe that he can do it. That's why that's as far as he goes. So he doesn't even try to imagine anything higher than that. He doesn't even communicate anything higher than that because he can't actually believe it, that it can happen.
1: I think think you're getting into another topic that's actually really deep and that's kind of like the sociological component of exposure. Um, I do a lot of work with um, working with minority youth and introducing STEM to them. And I think that a lot of school corporations kind of go about this work wrong in the sense of like, oh, well, if we have the classes, they're going to take them. If we have engineering classes and higher level, high, um, high, higher level math and STEM classes, um, you know, the, the minority kids are going to take them. And the problem is it's not always access. Sometimes access is the problem but it's belief that they can succeed in these classes. If you've never been exposed to someone who looks like you, and I I didn't recognize how important this was because it wasn't a factor for me, but in terms of external exposure, like what's outside of like, you know, your typical intermediate family. It's belief that changes somebody, not always access to resources. Do you kind of get what I'm playing at? Because a lot of people feel like, like with fixing a sociological problem regarding, like, you know, um, I I just keep starting talking about like black students in STEM just because like, that's, that's what's closest to my heart. Um, But Mm. they think that like, you know, adding access is going to solve the problem. No, it's access and strategic coaching to believe in yourself because there's, there's like this automatic kind of atmosphere that doesn't actually support students of color within the space of STEM. And, not only is it hard to get into, but it's hard to stay in. Literally, oh my gosh, there was some statistic I was looking at because, like, with the work that I do, I, I like review statistics about, like, you know, how many black kids are staying within engineering. Um, and there was this one year, it was like a scary matriculation rate. Like, we had this entire class of uh, first year engineering students who were black, and like very few stayed, not because of their grades, they were doing fine. They were doing fine in terms of their grades, but they didn't stay because the environment was so hostile. They didn't have that exposure to resilience prior to getting there because at their schools, whether it was inner city or suburban, they were the smartest in their classes. But now you're coming Mm -hmm. to a higher level institution where you're not the smartest anymore. And that that exposure to resilience and that intuitiveness was never actually taught, which is another realm of exposure that like, they were never they were never given so like access isn't always the issue too so like i was thinking about like you know what you were talking about with your cousin and how like okay like what would make him change his mind what would make him excuse me what would make him think that he is able to like for example do the things you do but in his own in his own gifts and he's already got the exposure which i guess is you but it's that belief it's not the access it's the belief that you can actually do it so I was just like thinking over here and like filling filling this note card with notes. I wanted to share that. This is deep. This is really deep.
0: Yeah, but no, like we just see, like I can come and we can talk about this kind of stuff all the time. We like we we talk about this kind of stuff all the time, but the difference is I've been able to touch, I've been able to smell, I've been able to see, real enjoy the kind of things that I want. He hasn't, he, it's only in conversation to him. And that's different. Now, if we wanna talk about um how that plays a role in belief, that's <laughs> that's a whole nother level right there.
1: I wanna get into it, Scratch just scratch the surface. So you know what them pennies, how like they can like scratch off stuff, just mm-hmm. scratch, scratch off. off, yeah. scratch <laughs> off.
0: So like like I was just saying about uh, shooting for the moon, believing that you can shoot for, a moon, for the moon, um, this kind of touches into the law of attraction a little bit because, you know, without going too deep into it, you might read about it and then you just see that, okay, people are making affirmations every day. People are just talking, oh, I'm going to be, I want to be rich. I want to be rich. I want to be rich. I want to be, be rich. They might put a picture up in their home. They might see themselves uh, in a nice car or whatever. And, you know, I want to do this. I want to do this. But belief takes a different route. Belief will force you to into action when you actually believe something. So if I I want to be rich, I want to be rich, I want to be rich. But when I move into the realm of believing it, There's a you'll see you'll you'll actually be able to see a different energy when you talk about a subject. When I say I want to be rich, I don't believe it yet. I'm just saying it. You see me still doing the same things. But if I say I want to be rich and I believe it, now I'm going to go ahead and build assets. Now I'm going to start that business. Now I'm going to start studying. Now I'm going to actually do the things that might that's going to map out to what I actually believe because it's not just in my imagination. It's not out of my realm anymore. I believe it. Now it is here. Now I just need, I just need to command that thing that is in my head into right now, the present that's belief. So like we can, we can, we can affirm all day. We can just talk about, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio's on this screen right here I'm, i I want to be the greatest actor of all time. I want to go act in a movie. This is great. We can talk about ideas all day, but when you get action into it, that's what's going to start that belief
1: that's nice yeah i I one hundred percent believe that belief has a sound it does it it has it has a certain look it has a certain demeanor to it, but belief has a sound and Martel actually asked me this yesterday about like you know what do i what do I think? belief looks and sounds like and this is terrible but the first thing that came to my mind is what it doesn't look like and i was like it sure doesn't look like me because just within, mm. <laughs> just within like the space that i'm in right now um martel and i are about to graduate tia mm. and um there's this one class y'all mm. It's it's burning it's burning me it's really burning mm. me and um, I was sitting down with my mans and I was like, I don't know why I'm failing this class. You know, I'm not stupid, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, okay, well, do you believe that you can do well in this class? And I was like, Ooh. no, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> no, and my, and for me, uh, it's really annoying. Cause I'm like a super emotional, I'm a very emotional, but connected being. And until something is resolved, I like cannot move forward, which is good and bad because it forces me to meditate on what I can change. But in this sense, I didn't believe that I could even do well. So what do you think my actions are gonna look like? I'm gonna go to class, but I'm I'm gonna not listen because I have a decided heart that believes that I can't do well. So mm. yeah, we'll get into that. I'm gonna pass class, y'all. I'm gonna pass. <laughs> I'm gonna listen to this episode and be like, <laughs> and I actually passed it. Cause I believe yeah. I can do it. Today I believe. You
0: believe, you believe. <laughs> so like, like belief goes, goes past your, your conscious mind. Yeah. The belief has to go into your subconscious. And if it doesn't cross over, then it's just here and gone. Mm. Just like things on the surface. So it's like, when you get, when you, when you actually believe something, that's when you know, it's in your subconscious. That means like, believing it isn't like an option anymore. <laughs> like, cause it's not, it's no longer a question when you actually believe and it gets into that, into that other realm right there. Because um, when it's into your subconscious, then it's moving into your habits. Then it's going into the way you speak. Then it's going into the way you act, how you present yourself. <gasps> if I believe I'm going to be rich. You you better believe you're going to see it. You're be- going to believe it. it's in the conversation now. Karen, is that a question that you have? Would you like? Uh, I, have, you- I
1: have a quote. I have a quote to follow up with that string that you just created. Give me two seconds. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yeah. Our emotions lead us to thoughts. Thoughts lead to decisions, and de- decisions determine behaviors. Mm. Ooh. Ooh,
0: One more time. One more time. What was it?
1: Our emotions lead us to thoughts. Thoughts lead to decisions, and decisions determine behaviors.
0: There it is. There you have it. <laughs>
1: Boom. Okay.
0: Now, can we can we circle back for a second to exposure, but lack of vision. Mm. Could you explain that to me?
1: <sighs> okay. I thought I had a good grip on vision and what it does, like what it produces, but I'm learning <laughs> recently um, that my knowledge is actually more limited than I thought. Um, vision, to me is the ability to dream and then your belief and actions give life Are the lifeblood the circulation um, to that vision. Um, I think that you can be exposed to things all you want, but until you connect that belief, that's what produces the vision that's going to be carrying you through because mm-hmm. belief doesn't care about your emotions. Belief doesn't care about the things that limit you on a day-to-day basis belief is going to carry you through and make sure that you bring that vision into life. Um, I'm trying to think of like a a basic example. Um, Oh, okay. Um, for a while I've wanted to be an engineer doctor. So that means that I get my background in engineering and then I still use my education to go to medical school. Um, Mm. I had that exposure to that idea, but because my belief was dead, I wasn't able to even bring life to the vision. Um, I kind of think of it as kind of like a movie screen. It's like, okay, you have you have the film that's playing, then you have the thing that plays the film, then you have the projector that projects it onto the film. It's as if I had all those things, but like I couldn't see anything, nothing was actually playing. Um, and I feel like exposure, but having a lack of vision is just as bad (laughs) as um, having lack of exposure. So like just coming, going back to the frame of reference that you use with your cousin that I also have in my family. So like there's, oh my gosh, there's like eight or nine kids on both sides, on both my dad's sides. Um, So I have a lot, a lot of cousins. I have a lot of cousins. And that that shown me a lot about how you can be in the same family and exposed to the same things, but depending on what your parents do with what they're given can also determine your tra- tra- trajectory. It can, but it doesn't like completely dictate it. Um, but just going back to like that exposure without vision, it's just as bad as having no exposure at all. Cause you're not doing anything with it. You. You're not acting on the exposure that you've been given. Um, I feel like exposure, whether it's positive or negative, we've also been talking about exposure in a positive way. We haven't talked about it in a negative way. Yeah. Yet we've talked about it like on this side and then on this side, um, but yeah I feel like exposure without vision is just as bad as like no exposure at all. <laughs> it's like sure you can have the exposure like, but are, what are you gonna do with it? What what are you gonna do with it? it? It's up to you like you know how that exposure shapes or doesn't shape you. Um, and I think with having the ability to dream and bring that into life and save your best things for like when you're awake so you can dream all you want. But until you bring those dreams into reality, you're not really connecting the vision. So I feel like vision is like a gift to be able to project. So that's kind of what I was thinking like when I had said that earlier.
0: Got you. Yeah. So it's like, that's like the, the kid in the suburbs whose parents are both uh, doctors, right? Who, you know, make that higher income than most people do but their vision is so lackluster that they 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 their parents they they're like they they've they've, exper- they've been exposed to all this fancy stuff their parents you know they might have a boat their their parents drive nice cars they they can do pretty much whatever they want they take vacations every year they've been able to go all across the world good really fancy stuff but the vision of this kid is probably is something like i don't know Maybe they want to just be a bum. <laughs> maybe they, Go ahead.
1: Huh? Maybe they don't.
0: They don't actually want to do anything that uh that their parents want to do, and they just want to completely. Maybe they want to do go do that. Um, what's that thing called? With the with the with the seventies people would call or eighties people would call a hippie. Maybe they just see themselves as a hippie. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, you know, you gotta to each his own. You gotta pick your own route. But he's been exposed to 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 a higher income. He's been exposed to a life with with a little bit more freedom. Um, but the vision isn't in the same isn't at the same track.
1: You know, I don't think. Okay, I'm I'm kind of all over the place. So we've been talking about exposure. Primarily in the sense of like occupational success, regarding like, you know, whatever job you pick. Um, yeah. But I know that also you and I have both identified like, in a, you are not what you do, you are not your job. Um, right. So, where am I going with this? Come on, Karen. I was almost there. I was so. Let me help
0: you out. I think I know what you're talking about. Okay. Right? Because I have another cousin who, um, if you want to talk about exposure, we, there isn't really a couple. Let me think. Let me think. There's not many examples of married people who have been together for a long time and are still together. My parents aren't together. Uh, my cousin, who I was talking to, his parents aren't not together. His dad, I don't. I've never actually seen his dad in person, but he's. Uh, but my cousin, he's always lived here, and his dad has not does not live here. <laughs> Um, but we go to Westfield, right? Um, most of the families there there were two parents in every household. Mm-hmm. They 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 come from two parent backgrounds, mm-hmm. and so my cousin, they you can see it in the in the choices of mates that they pick. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to um, talk
1: about the relationships?
0: Ooh. Let's get into it. The, but but these people are like less committed and the the goal for these people is to just be all right be like I just need you to have a a job maybe and I need you to not cheat on me all the time and that's like the goal <laughs> not not let's be that's we I want to ride this thing out for 50 60 years no 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 that's too long. <laughs> I just want you to be all right. I just want you to be tolerable and I want to be able to bring you to the family and not embarrass me. That's the goal. Yeah,
1: just as I'm thinking of that, like I, I can I come from a single parent household and statistically I am not supposed to be where I'm at coming from a single parent household but also like, you know, a a sexual assault survivor, domestic violence survivor, I am not supposed to be where I'm at. But because I was exposed to something that's out of the norm, for example, healing and continuously working on healing and checking those wounds and being mindful of the warning signs that presented themselves in those situations and using that exposure to be like a guideline of what I don't want, I'm tr- I was like trying to think of like you know why I'm coming up like with, with these such like you know starkly different thoughts so, like for example with your mm-hmm. cousin and how you were saying like they came from a single parent household and their standard is just like yo like don't kill me we we'll are right. don't kill me <laughs> <laughs> but I was I w- I listened to that and I was like I'm not the- I'm not the same and I'm like okay like what what made that different like what separated me again and again it's that attribute of exposure. My mom, let me, let me get the mic. My mom made sure that she was like, "This may have been our situation, but it will not be yours." You know why? Because I'm gonna show you better. I'm gonna show you how to pick up the pieces, do what you can with the pieces, and then find new pieces. You don't have to. Like I'm preaching. You don't have <laughs> the product of the negative exposure that you have. And then in the same light, you don't have to be a a, a, a summary of the positive exposures too. We're talking about like, you know, like, like engineers and doctors and whatever else, like high paying jobs um, as being positive exposure. But a lot of people in those fields don't actually like their jobs. So sure, mm. they're, they're making money, but like a lot of them went into it just because they either knew it was high paying, but they didn't actually have a passion for it. And like just I'm running into that now, like with um preparing for medical school, you know, I'm asking a lot of people, like, you know, like, okay, like well, why'd you choose this path? Like, because like it's a it's a long route. Medical school is very long, it's very long, it's very strenuous, and it's very expensive. And I'm shocked that a lot of their answers have nothing to do with passion, it's about money. And if you follow in the money, okay. There's a difference between chasing the money and then letting the money chase you. And that, mm-hmm. bro, let me, let me just stop there. Let me just stop there. The point, the point of what I was trying to say is that um, just because you're exposed to something negative doesn't mean it always has to result in negative vision or negative action or lack of belief. But I was trying to think of like, you know, what made me so different? Cause like some of the things I've been through y'all, should have crushed me, but just based on like you know my exposure to like having a relationship with Christ and surrendering those things instead of holding on to them, I'm a completely different person mm-hmm. versus somebody else who would go through the same things, um, or worse, um, and dictate them to be negative exposure and then produce results in that life. Okay, I'm finished. Let me put the mic down.
0: Look. Yeah. No, I think I don't know if it's a a word or if it's a a thing, but reverse exposure, like there are situations where like you see people who have seen so much negative, so much negative, Mm. but then you get, they get like a a drip, a drip of something in another direction. And then that drip is all it takes for them to be like, yep, that's where I want to go. Full speed that that that's all that I needed and it's like example I mean if we if you want to talk about other routes other than you know the career route we can go with you know first generation college students mm-hmm. they had to take another route they had they had they literally have had to decide that I'm going to do this uh opposed to what anybody has done before me
1: mm-hmm.
0: so like my mom she has gone to she got a bachelor's degree then she went and got a master's degree and so and so my sister did and so and my dad also got a degree and so of course you know they're probably thinking that my brother is and then immediately when I'm in high school they're thinking that I'm going to go to college as well uh I didn't want to but <laughs> I'm about to graduate from college and that's just that's normal now to go to school it's normal now to go to school but before her before before them um, that wasn't a normal thing. You'd really have to step out to, to decide to go to college. Nobody else has a degree like that. And if they did, it's it's now. Now they decided they wanted to go get a degree, but not back then. So uh, those outliers, the ones who decided to, to just take a spark of inspiration and run with it, although they've been exposed to so much that was uh, contrary to that beforehand um that's an amazing thing as well i think you know all it takes it it only takes a little bit but then with backed with desire i mean you can go run through walls really (laughs) but yeah exposure
1: exposure okay Woo! all right what's next
0: the next thing is uh I want to talk about belief a little bit more <laughs> because here, let's just for, for our for remaining time. Okay. So last week I talked about, I, I gave the analogy of the mind as that building. Okay. And it gets stronger when, when the person, the consciousness at the door, the, the, the bouncer makes sure that everything that is going to destroy the building stays out of the building. Okay. It gets stronger with every good decision now say also in this line are good things so within this line you so we had the example of pornography getting kicked out like you you don't get in the line again or else you will be shot or something like that okay now also in the same line is say education say it, knowledge so so there's a there's an online course that you could take and you let that the bouncer says come on you can come on in the building cool and now everything that's in the building is shaping the building now take that take that just like you your cuz remember the building is your mind now bring that to reality here so everything that you let in shapes who you are we talk about when when you get into the law of attraction right people talk about uh paradigm shifts now paradigm shifts um what i boil it down to is habits so what you let in to conscious the things that seep down that they that, that become a part of the building that's the things that go go down into your subconscious and now our spirit has a lot more power um when we realize that it actually has power because we aren't we aren't just these meat sacks here on on this planet we are deeper than that We are our spirit. We're just wearing this body while we're here on earth. Okay. And then our spirit has a tremendous amount of authority on earth because we were born to have dominion over this planet. Now, you don't have dominion if you aren't connected to the source. Okay. That's just automatic. You don't really have dominion. But because you are that spirit that was created just below. uh, well, above above the angels, you still have i I'm, I'm about to really I mean, you really got to sit here and understand this part. I want you to replay this again, but your spirit has that kind of authority. And so what you command. What makes us in the image of God, what you command, you can you, you can see certain things that aren't there. You can see things that aren't there. That's our imagination. Nobody, no other creature on the planet has this sort of ability and the fact that we can see something and then bring it into reality that makes us godlike that makes us the small g gods and now shaping your spirit which means choosing what habits you want to have choosing what comes into that building and choosing what shapes and makes that building stronger gives you the ability to command things in into your existence Now, I'm telling you this probably, (laughs) if you don't know, then you don't know. But essentially, essentially, our spirit has a tremendous amount of authority. And we can command what we want on on this planet because we were here for dominion. Uh, We were born to have dominion over things. But the thing is, you have the choice of what you let into your mind and what you decide to create as a habit for you. So if things that you've let into your building only destroy the building, then you lose your authority. Your building's not strong enough. So we are the small G guys, because we can imagine something and we can bring it into reality. Now, my exposure helps that belief. Now, if I can believe that what I say, what I say has to come into reality, because my spirit is stronger than than the person. If I if I believe that that thing has to come into reality, then everything moves in that direction. Now, this is what people think is the law of attraction, but in reality, it's bi- it's biblical.
1: Thank you. Here we go. <laughs> Thank you.
0: In reality, it is biblical. We got uh Matthew seven seven. You got the ask, seek, and the knock, and the and the knock, mm-hmm. right? It goes, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. We go, we go to Matthew 21, 21, 22. And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. It uses that word belief because belief is a lot stronger than just wanting something. It's a lot stronger than just imagining something. But when you believe it, it has no choice but to listen to you because of the authority that we have been given, okay? Jesus took the power back, gave it to us. And now we have the authority to command what we want because we are the small g, we are in that kingdom. So and if I can, I can pray in the name of Jesus and I can act with the same authority that Jesus had while he was on the planet. Look, he parted the Red Sea, we can move mountains, but there's a difference between just saying it and believe in it faith is belief in things unseen Mm -hmm. belief is way more powerful
1: okay Okay, hold on let let that cool off for a second let that cool off (laughs) i was was moving
0: around a lot i just there was a whole bunch in that in that small section but if you get to the root of it and really just think about it it'll make a world of a difference because i act on real belief real faith Mm -hmm. so when i speak about things when i speak about my plans for the future notice i don't just call them like wishes and hopes they are beliefs, they are plans because they they have no choice but to come into reality. And that's the show for today, everybody. So thanks for coming. <laughs> Karen, would you like to um would like to add anything or would you want to just go ahead and jump into the words of wisdom for the week? I
1: know um, i'll I'll, com- I'll combine um the words of wisdom with kind of just my my closing thoughts um I just really want to reiterate, go back and listen to what Martel just said of uh, the past like about three or four minutes um with straight heat in the sense of you have to remember that because we are made in God's image, you have control, you have power, and um, I lost sight of that. Go back and listen to the episode last week to gain more context. But I lost sight of that. But I was actually in control the whole time. I was just letting in the wrong things. I was entertaining the wrong thoughts. I was, I was giving power to things that should not be in control. Um, so I'm excited to kind of hear um, some feedback about that. Definitely drop some comments because that was really, really dense. Um, and feel free to reach out to us to kind of like you know share what your thoughts were because I'm really curious because that that right there. That's a guiding principle in life. So mm-hmm. that's that's my words of wisdom and kind of thoughts. Um, because whoo, that was that was it. That was it. <laughs> that was yeah. it. Thank you, Martel. Thank you for that. Thank you for the word today.
0: Yes, ma'am. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, this has been the Young and Anointed podcast, episode number 23. Mind over matter. <laughs> and we hope you've enjoyed it. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. My name is Martel Fletcher.
1: And my name is Karen Hubbard, otherwise known as Queen K.
0: And peace. Peace.